Welcome to another episode of the Unskewed Weekly Review, a show where we provide you an immersive discussion of under-the-radar news topics and as close to an unbiased review as possible. I'm your co-host, Goose, and joining me in the discussion, as always, is my longtime friend, Smitty. We'd like to thank you for continuing to join us on our journey as we unpack interesting stories from around the globe and tirelessly seek to connect them to our lives. As we move forward, we are continuing with our usual format, but after lengthy discussions, mostly having taken place with a few beers involved, we want to move away from simply reading the news and move more toward making connections. We hope you enjoy, and thanks again for joining us this evening. Smitty, how's your, how's your week been? It's been good, man. It was, it was a busy week, but um, you know, here we are uh, at the end of it. Can't believe it's, gosh, time flies, doesn't it? It's it's kind of crazy. I was I was uh, I was I think it was when we were coming back uh, from Mike's house today, and it was like four thirty or so. And it's it's not February yet. We're getting close, but I couldn't help but notice how it was significantly lighter out. Yeah, I know that too. Yeah, like and the other day I actually had to. Um, I had to change because we have a timer for our front porch lights um, and you can set like what time it turns on, what time it turns off. And usually, you know, kind of right before Thanksgiving, I think was like the last time I, I said it and I had it turning on at 4.30, 4.15 and then like turn it off maybe 6.30, 7 o'clock once we're kind of on our way to work. I had to change it up because it was still like super bright outside. And like, why are we wasting electricity when it's light out? Like, I don't need to do that. So that was kind of cool. So we were, I've just been talking a lot about how, you know, once, once like the excitement of the holidays wraps up and there's, there's not really a whole lot to look forward to, but I kind of found that today. I was like, Hey, you know what? I know it's still January, but it's already starting to get lighter out. Like that's, yeah, that's no, getting we... me sort of pumped for, for summer and, yeah and and all that stuff so that was that was kind of something that i noticed today i think going off of you know time flies it feels like it was dark at four o'clock in the afternoon not too long ago yeah no i mean it i we were talking about that the other day how kind of january was just kind of like a weird month it's like a you you rode the high of all the holidays and seen everybody and then it's just like nothing it's like cold and dark outside and and uh no, I, I know it was that day too. It was like it was four. I think it was like four thirty, and I was like, "Wow, it's still light outside ish." And uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely don't want to be defeatist because it's like, man, you have like nothing to look forward to. It feels like you have nothing to yeah. look forward to yep. after the holidays are up. There's like that excitement goes away, and you're just kind of in your hovel, just trying to get by. And you know, there's a little something out there. Hey, it's getting lighter out. It means it means uh, spring is is coming closer. And I was I was telling my wife, I was like, man, I I can't wait for just that one teaser day that we get in March, where it's like randomly 75 degrees mm-hmm. and everybody's like, I can't wait for my first beer on the patio at Willie's. That's gonna be a good time. I'm super excited for that part, dude. When when uh when it's Friday and it's nice out in the evening, it's staying out little later because the sun's still out that's a good time man that's a really good time having some patio beers is a good time man yeah it was uh it was a it was a pretty long week for me though i've got a couple deadlines that i've got coming up and i'm just like man i just hope everything works out so it's a little different on on my end of the deal here with my job now so 
hopefully this will ease the Sunday scaries here uh, doing this podcast here. You ready to get into it? Yeah, let's rock and roll. All right. I got a couple questions for you. And th- this is something that that I always hear, like my father-in-law always talks about this kind of stuff. And and I, I don't always talk about it. Like, I don't know what I would do. But if you could no longer care for yourself, like where you're really sick, like you're terminally ill, what would you want to do with your life? I know that's like a super deep question to start things off with. But if you can't take care of yourself anymore, you're really sick, like to the point where you know the end is near. What would you want to do with your life? You just want to hurry up and end it at that point, I feel like. You think so? Yeah. Why? Because there's just no, there's no, it's, there's no point anymore. And you know, like you're going to, you're going to go, but that's also like part of it too. I feel like is it's, uh, it's like part of the journey. I don't know. It's, and it's like weird too, because nowadays there's, there's so many different options of how you can kind of go. I'm not sure if, how familiar you are with like advanced directives and everything oh, yeah. else like that. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, you can choose like, oh, I don't want to have any nutrition. I don't have any hydration. Um, but it's a pretty, what's crazy is like, even without those things, you can go on for a pretty long time. Like, I know the rule of thumb is like, oh, you know, seven minutes without oxygen, seven days without water. Um, I forget what the food one is. Seven weeks I without was, food. I think I it is. Say it, was, it was a few weeks. Yeah, seven weeks, I think, without food is I think what is uh but honestly like you can still carry on for like like my my grandpa he carried on for weeks without water it was kind of crazy um so yeah i i don't yeah i i don't know i i guess that's sorry yeah no go for it i guess i guess it's kind of like i wouldn't say a dumb question but like maybe if we switch it more for like no longer care for yourself but you're terminally ill like you can still communicate with people. Oh, okay. You can still kind of like sit up. So like if if you couldn't care for yourself, you know, you've got power of attorney, you've got advanced directives, things like that. But what if you're just terminally ill? And if you can maybe... still communicate, then I'd I'd probably like I'd probably want to say my goodbyes to everybody. Like hang in there. You How know? would your age play a role in that decision though? Like say it was now versus your your older. I really don't think it'd change all that much. As crazy as that sounds. Even if you knew like, hey, I've I've only got three months to live, like you'd rather yeah, like, still just end it there. No, no, so this is okay. So when you what you made it seem like is you made it almost seem like there's no like I've total loss of like bodily function. I have like I have no control over like anything. Um but if I know I've like three months to live and I'm just like terminal and it's just gonna, you know, I'm going to wither away. I'm going to, I'm going to hang out in there. You never know. Like I've heard people that have had three month diagnoses. They live for five years like that. That can mm-hmm. totally happen to people. So yeah, I'd probably just, I'd hang in there for as long as I can. And as long as I'm, my pain was well managed, that's really the most important thing. So quality of life, I guess is the big, that's the big thing. So, so that would kind of be an answer to my, my third question there. Like what, what other factors outside of age? Yeah. would play that role yeah definitely. Okay. yeah yeah that was definitely I, I, as i asked that question of you like when i typed it up i was like oh yeah that seems like a great question but it, it's definitely two questions that could be asked separately um 
but but that goes into into what I found, and I don't know if you saw this in the news, but an old lady shot and killed her husband in a Florida hospital on Saturday morning. I'm going to leave her name out of it. Like you, it, it's on the news. If you want to find out what her name is, you can you can easily find it. Um, but her husband, 77 years old, terminally ill. Didn't say how many weeks he had left to go. Didn't say what his illness was. You know, that's that's private, excuse me, uh, healthcare-related information. So we don't really know any of that. But on Saturday, so yesterday, she just goes into the hospital to visit her ailing husband. And she shot him. He died. And then locked herself in the hospital room. So the police, when they find out about this, they and find out she's still alive and in there. I'm wondering how they found out she was still alive. Um, you now they brought in the hostage negotiation team and they they got in touch with her um, after everyone on the same floor of that room was evacuated. And it turns out that this evacuation was like a complete shit show because everybody on the floor of this hospital, like this floor was like the dedicated terminally ill ward of the hospital. So you can imagine it's just a, a frenzy. So they got all these devices, they got everything they got to move around. They got to get all these people somewhere else. Um, woman had no intention of harming anybody else. So the negotiators are talking to her and this was all planned. Like she didn't say, oh, screw this guy. I'm getting rid of him. Uh, as, as she's talking to the negotiators, the couple actually discussed their options regarding the husband's uh, condition, whatever it was. Um, they wanted to do some sort of murder-suicide option. Um, and he was supposed to shoot her first because she had explained that she was ready to go too. Like apparently she was like massively depressed. I'm sure that, that the husband's condition played a, a major role in that, in that depression. Um, but they get to this decision, you know, he's got it. He's got this illness, but if his condition worsened, be like, Hey, screw it. We're ending it. So husband is supposed to kill the wife first and then shoot and kill himself. But the woman ends up taking the reins when he's like, crap, like I'm like too weak to even pull the trigger, literally. So she ends up doing it and planned on killing herself, but for some odd reason, undisclosed reason, she's just like, she can't bring herself to do it. And so, like I said, no intentions of harming anyone else. Like this was all planned. Like they made a pact together. Like, Hey, if I'm going, if I'm, if I'm going like, like nothing gets better, I'm done. I'm out. But now the woman is facing potential first degree murder charge and three counts of aggravated assault. So I'm just kind of sitting here. That's it, it. It's not the longest story. It's more of like a thought provoking thing. Absolutely. Um, but what do you make of this? Like, 
they make a pact. Obviously, it's murder. Like, you killed somebody. But, like, what, what do you make of this situation? Like, you're, you're in, the, in the pharmacy, pharmaceuticals, medical field. Like, what are you thinking about this? Um, so I've actually handed out death with dignity medications. Uh, I've done it, I think once I didn't like verify I wasn't a pharmacist yet. Uh, I, I understand what they're doing, but I think they're as a couple being kind of selfish to everyone, like in that facility as like terrible as that sounds like, look at all the chaos they caused by this. Like imagine like, let's just imagine that. You're about to go see a loved one, and it may be like you're, you know, like, so you know, like, when it's going to be like you got a day or two left, and it, it's like the last, you know, day or two you got, and then you get there, and everyone's being evacuated because, you know, this Yahoo's, like, decided to shoot her husband. Like, I understand why she did it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, she was putting him out of his misery. She wanted to go with him. Like, clearly, that's, like that's a level of love that someday I hope to understand for another person. Um, but like, God, it's just like, that's what I kind of think about. I think about everybody else. Like, God, it's kind of crappy to like do it in such a shocking way. I don't know. That, that was like my first kind of initial thought is like, especially when you mentioned like everyone had to be evacuated. I'm like, what a, what a, what a goddamn mess. Like, I don't know. What are you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, well, I, 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 you mentioned like the, the inconvenience piece there, like how many people were inconvenienced like that? You know, it's not just, you're, you're right. It's not just the people who are sick and like, just trying to, I have no idea how long all of these people had, but you know, they're just trying to get some sort of enjoyment out of their life. And then this happens. I mean, you're, I, I agree with you. I do wonder, though, like, should they, I, like, how do I put this together? It's like, if they're going to do this, how do they do it in a way that doesn't inconvenience other people? Because clearly he's got to be in the hospital, I, I would imagine. Yeah. He's there for a reason. Like, if he's out of there, he's out. And then he's really got to suffer because he's not on any medications once they get, I mean, he probably is, but he doesn't have anything hooked up to him. If he does, you know, I was actually talking to my wife about it. It's like, nah, take him, like, if you want to do it, go, go somewhere he enjoyed. Yeah. You know? But yep. then again, it's like you go to the beach. Well, who else is there? <laughs> there there's families with their kids and it's like, yeah. Oh shit. We went to the beach and this crazy old lady. I mean, I don't know if she's crazy. I mean, no, I don't think she's crazy as at somebody all. would what, say, yeah. you know, some guy just be like, Oh, that crazy lady shot her husband on the beach. And it's like, you, you mentioned death with dignity. And I, I kind of have a question about that later, but I, I feel like there's no convenient way to have done this. I mean, one could just say, don't do it at all. Like that's the, the cut and dry. Just let, let the medical road travel, you know, let, let the car go down the road and, you know, let it all play out. But that, that was my first thought, like go somewhere the guy enjoyed or just, I don't know. It, it's kind of tough because no matter what, somebody's going to be inconvenienced police officer is going to be inconvenienced because they could be out solving. I'm not saying this isn't a violent crime, but they could be out 
doing some other work. I don't know. Yeah, like the 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 the. I think like the decision to take someone's own take someone's life or take take like take your own life like that that's a very like personal decision um and but the ones that like really upset me are when they do like death by cop or when they jump in front of a train or like jump in front of a car like it's just like that is so awful to the person that's on the other end of that like Imagine if you're just driving down the road someday and someone jumps off a bridge and like runs into your car, like you're going to feel awful about that, you know? And the good news is like, again, it was just the two of them, but yeah, you're exactly right. Like cops had to be probably diverted away from, you know, who knows what else they were doing. Like this just took resources. I guess Florida is a state where they don't, they don't have any options for death with dignity. No. So, so I actually, have that in a question later on, but the, the only places in the U S where, where it's illegal is obviously Oregon. Yep. Uh, I believe that Oregon was the first one to enact it if I'm correct, but Washington, Montana, Vermont, California, DC, Hawaii, New Jersey, Maine, and New Mexico. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine States and DC pretty much are, are your options. And I don't even know how, how they're, how how their laws differ from what we have here where we are so the options are are slim out in florida um so yeah i don't that's yeah i think if if i was in her shoes like i think i would have i would have done something like i the thing too is we don't know how far along he was like terminally ill-wise like was he at the point where it was like oh he's about to go like he's about to go soon is it, oh, this is going to be, year, like, does he have a, you know, a brain tumor that he's going to be in excruciating pain for years and years and years, but it's just going to be really slow. Like, there's just a lot we, we don't know, but I would have to agree that if I was in her shoes, gosh, I'd try to do something that was a little less, like, just not, I, I hate the word inconvenience people, but just, like, all the commotion you caused by this, and just, like, you may have ruined some people's, like, last moments they spent with their loved ones, too. Like that, that's what, that's what kind of frustrates me. Like there, that's a very real possibility that like this, by doing this, this thing she did, like, yeah, her husband is now hopefully in a happier place, but like, there's just a bunch of people now that like, that could have been their last moment with their loved ones. And you just like, you were like, I can't hate, I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to end it all. Like, I'm sorry. That's, that's kind of shitty. And, and, you know, I do want to say like, we're just a couple of guys looking in from afar but I know you could probably like connect with that because I mean, what if you're going to visit your grandma? Yeah. And and something like that happened. I mean, geez, that's, you'd probably never want to go visit your grandma again because of that. I don't I mean, not like that, but like, I, I don't know. I'm not saying that that's what you would say. Like, Oh, I'm never going to visit her. But like returning to that scene, like I'm thinking about the the people who, you know, folks that still do have some time left that they're there. It's like those people live there. If they have any sense of what's going on, they're like, crap. Like I live in a place where someone got shot and killed and their family members. Oh, I got to go back to the, the shooting hospital and, and anybody who ever goes to that hospital, it's like, Oh yeah, they sent me to the place where 
where somebody shot their their husband and was going to take their life too. I'm kind of amazed that the hospital didn't have better security measures and all. That was actually something that uh, that came up in in the two articles that I looked at. I'm kind of looking at at the security people and yeah. and they're like, yeah, there are X-ray machines in the hospital. I'm like, well, what was going on? And I think there was something about like, well, an X-ray machine or a metal detector is only as good as if somebody's operating it. So nobody was operating it apparently, or whoever was operating it just wasn't paying. But that sends off a big alarm if something like that gets in there. I imagine it was just a little pistol, probably. But how do you miss that? Like imagine imagine TSA, which they do. They let these things like you people have snuck I've I've totally like accidentally had a pocket knife and it was in my backpack and I made it through. I'm like, how did I make it? But a gun? How do you how do you miss that? Like, I kind of think that that the the security people kind of maybe whoever runs that should probably be. I don't know if they should be charged, but they allowed it to happen. I think they should definitely be. I mean, they're they need to go over their security procedures, and if someone was negligent on that, like they should be, you know, uh, reprimanded or, or terminated. Even I mean, that's your like job as a security person is to prevent that that type of thing from happening too. I don't want to speculate here because uh, I want to respect the situation. If this was all planned, I wonder if somebody got paid off to be negligent in this situation. I mean, I don't know the, like how much money these folks had, and I don't, I don't want to disrespect anybody here. Like, I, I'm just wondering aloud. Like, but if there is something bigger going on here, like, because this woman's clearly been going to the hospital probably for some time now to visit her husband. She had to have passed through there multiple times. Maybe ends up getting to know who some of the security people are and being like, hey, Chuck, I'm coming here tomorrow. I'm going to slip you a $100 bill to not x-ray my bag or turn it off somehow when I walk through. You know, I think, though, it's like, who? let's say this, how old, did we know the age of this lady? Uh, man was 77 and she was 76. Okay. If you have a lineup of a hundred people, right? And you got to be like, Hey goose, which one of these is, is packing heat? You're not picking the 76 year old woman. Like you're just, you're not, she's some sweet, like she, she bakes pies on Sundays. Like you're not going to suspect the 76 year old lady packing heat into the hospital. You're going to let that slip. I mean, it's, it's the same thing too. Like when you go to the airport, like, yeah. If you're if you're under a certain age or you're over a certain age, they're like, oh, you don't have to use the high tech security machine here. You can just practically walk through. Makes sense. It makes sense. But yeah, I, I don't know the the security piece. It was definitely something they talked about, and they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to the bottom of this. It's like, dude, you're you're going to be at the bottom of this, like someone's going to lose a job or get charged with something. So I don't know. Speaking of charges though, this, this was one, this is the one I was talking to my wife about earlier. Cause it's like, there's the law and then there's like, you know, this was a family decision. 
Now, obviously, some family decisions are uh, more harmful to other people than they are. But clearly, outside of the, you know, I know you don't like me saying it, but the inconvenience aspect, you know, nobody else was hurt. You know, yes, a lot of people, I mean, had to get moved around and God knows what kind of stress that put on these poor people who are just trying to have some peaceful moments. She's charged with first degree murder and three counts of aggravated assault, or they're they're at least putting those on the table. Like, what 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 should happen here? Like, she's already depressed and wanted to die too. Like What's the, where do we go with this? So the way I kind of look at this, again, the, what's what's interesting is like, well, I guess I see like multiple angles from this. Like, I I completely understand what she did. And I do believe what she did was out of love. But this kind of reminds me of when like, have you seen that? Like, there's like this little meme on the internet, I guess. It's like this, uh, this guy had a kid and the kid got, you know, kidnapped by a pedophile, the pedophile sexually assaulted him, the kid ended up dead, and then the pedophile ends up going to, he gets, like, transferred through, like, uh, to a different prison, and on the way to the transfer, the kid's dad shoots the pedophile and kills him, and then the kid's dad gets arrested, and he gets, he gets, goes to court, and basically he was charged with, you know, like, premeditated murder, all these things, the jury found him not guilty. And that's kind of what I imagine will happen here, possibly, is I imagine the jury will probably find her not guilty. She'll probably have some sort of, like, there'll be some sort of, like, weaker punishment, I'm guessing she'll have. But, like, just because, like, technically she is, she is right to be accused of these things, because, I mean, she did them. But that's where, that's where, that's why we go to trial, right, is to find out, like, just because you broke the law doesn't mean you should be, you know, it that that's why we, you know, go to a court and you know, have a jury of our peers and all that other stuff. What do you th- is that what you think is going to happen? That's what I think is going to honestly happen, yeah. Do you agree with that? Um yes and no. I mean there's a lot, again, we just there's there's a lot we don't still know about this. And like the big thing for me is like, honestly, like if, if I had a, if I knew someone that was in a lot of pain, it was just going to get worse for them for here on out. And they told me like, Hey, like, please put me out of my misery. Like luckily in Oregon again, and this is why it's good to be responsible. It's good to sit down with like your wife and be like, Hey, like we need to do an advanced directive in case, like, let's say you get in a car accident. And then, you know, she's like, I don't know, like what goose would want, want me to do. Like, that's why it's good to have these things spelled out clearly um, as best you can. And and I guarantee this couple, didn't, they didn't legally go through that process. And that's going to be, I guarantee, something that gets brought up in court against them. Yeah, it definitely sounds like the, the fi- not, I don't know, family, the, the life planning. I was going to say family planning, but that's uh, more along the lines of your work. <laughs> yeah. Um, plan- planning for more life as opposed to less of it. Yep. Um, definitely sounds, and, and again, I, it's easy for me to say this from afar. I don't know these people, but it, it definitely sounds like like they didn't necessarily go through with all of that because, I mean, this, relatively speaking, 
even though it was a few weeks ago. Pretty quick decision. Yeah. Like they just now started talking about that and they had to take matters into their own hands because they potentially didn't have time to have these legal discussions and and what could happen moving forward. I mean, Florida, there there is no doctor assisted suicide. Like they didn't they they didn't have many options to begin with and it didn't really help that there was no power of attorney or you know advanced directives so um that being said i mean you we look at the security thing it's it's like there's one way that this could have all been avoided but i i do think it's it's more it's a bigger issue so so you being kind of the 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 medical person here do you think that more states need to like is do you think this could be kind of like something to get the ball rolling in other states to start enacting laws similarly similar to the death with dignity act like should, should I, this be expanded i mean i i think that maybe i don't really know I I think it's good to give people options and again like I guess if you if like let's say this was an organ for example and they decided to go through death with dignity like look at all the people they would have not you know inconvenienced like look at all like those people like you know and it wouldn't have created all this like diversion of resources and and stuff like that and the only issue is I think that the wife was like it's unfortunate the wife was depressed too it sounds like again it's like yeah, a death of a spouse is a very traumatic and stressful event, but like who knows how much life she has left to live too, you know? And who knows who she had around her because, you know, I I think of I think a lot of for some odd reason I've had a lot of, you know, thoughts about my grandfather. Um, you know, my grandma died before he did about three, four years before he did. And, I mean, the dude was depressed. And, you know, he got hit by a car, which which didn't really help things out. But, I mean, he was he was ready to go. And, and I mean, he let, he let nature kind of take control of that situation. But at least he had my aunt and uncle out there in Chicago. And my dad flew out a couple times. I wonder I wonder how like their their family and social sphere was was structured because clearly she was ready to get out of there too and for some odd reason she couldn't bring herself to do it but it definitely makes you wonder what their support circle looked like yeah yep because i mean who knows like yeah you say maybe maybe a jury says, you know what, we're we're not gonna find you guilty of this. Like, yeah, you killed the guy. Probably not a good thing to do. You know, you, you definitely screwed up some people's days, um, and and potentially upcoming days and weeks. Like there's gonna be some people who are gonna have a tough time getting over this. Um but 
it definitely makes you wonder like what what the family circle looked like because both of these folks just they they're just done yeah and now i i wonder where's this woman move for how does she move forward with her life like now now she's got to live with what she did and and like what what i don't know this is where i would want to get like somebody who maybe is older get their opinion on this but what 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 do what does her life look like moving forward i mean i don't even know if we're qualified to answer that question yeah it's definitely it's definitely it'll be it'll be interesting to see what kind of happens i mean on Again, we have what's kind of crazy is like, you know, for as much as like people we like to talk about, oh, things are broken and oh, like, like she will definitely go like they will when she's incarcerated, like they will send her to a therapist. The therapist will talk to her like they'll they'll go through options. And what's like really crazy about this is like there's a there is a path where she like is better off because this all happened. Like, and she has time to emotionally process everything that's happened and um, all that, all that other stuff. I mean, yeah, she'll have to live with the fact that like, hey, you, you know, you went and you did this and it caused a lot of trauma for people that were there and spending their last days with their loved ones. But like, you know, who knows? Who knows what ends up happening to her? How do you feel about death with dignity? I wanted to ask you that earlier. Yeah, it, if, it's if you're, um, if, if you're allowed to have an opinion, public speaking on this. No, I, I mean, like, I will, I will always fill a prescription for it, um, because that's not my, it's not my, it's like, I don't know, it's not my, it's not my choice. Like, it's you know, these are the laws of the state. Um, I, I just think life is really precious, and it's like hard for me to fathom a situation where you would want to you know, end life, but at the same point, like, I've also seen situations where, gosh, people are just in such excruciating pain, and there's nothing that they can do for that, and it's just, like, they've lost, like, all bodily, like, I think the guy, the guy who, uh, the death with dignity case, like, what, the guy, the person who that was, like, really pushed forward for, he had, like, some, like, brain cancer, and he, he lost, like, all bodily control of his functions, um, he was in excruciating pain all the time. Like, there's nothing they could do for him, um, I think. And it, that's just like, at that, I understand in that situation. But like, I think the thing that I'm scared of with them, the dignity is like, you know, there's situations where people are like, oh, I'm depressed or something like that. Like that, that really scares me, like being used in that type of situation. Um, and so that that's where, but I think we have, like, I think in Oregon, I don't know the specifics of the law, but it's like, it, it takes a lot to get it, to get yeah. you approved for it. I'm kind of looking believe. at it right now. So, it says here, I'm, I'm looking at, uh, what, what website is this? It's the National Library of Medicine. Um, so, yeah, there was a Supreme Court case, actually, about this. And, and the Supreme Court, actually, and this was back in... Uh, what year was this? So this was in 2006. Um, the Supreme Court voted six to three to uphold doctor-assisted suicide um, in Oregon. Um, 
and it pretty much was like, you know, the federal government can't regulate doctors in this scenario. Um, so, so the Bush administration was trying to get rid of this, um, because they said that they were, that doctors were violating the federal controlled substances act of 1970. Um, and they wanted to prosecute Oregon doctors who were doing this. So, um, so where are we going here? So pretty much what it says is that patients have to have a life expectancy of less than six months determined by two doctors. So if you and I are doctors, if, if you're a doctor and your patient comes through, says, hey, like, how much time do I have left to live? Here's my condition. Here's my symptoms. You say, oh, yeah, you got three months to live. I'm a doctor. I have to say pretty much the same exact thing. Um, the, the patient cannot be suffering from impaired judgment uh, that results from depression or other psychiatric disorders, and they have to be mentally competent. And they have to make an initial request to the doctor and then wait 15 days before making a written request that's witnessed by two people. Uh, they have to be advised by their doctors of all alternatives, such as hospice care and pain management. And then the doctor prescribes the drugs but cannot administer them, as, as you're aware. Um, so that's how it works, um, to answer your question there. The, the other thing too is they don't have they can get the medication and they cannot touch it too. Like I've heard of that happening. So like how people, do you how do you people just want it, it? Well, they they just want it there just in case. Just in case they get to a point where like I can't do this anymore. How do you regulate that though? And how do you say as a doctor, okay, today's the day that you can do it? Um like, well so the, the patient gets the medication and then they can just hold on to it. Oh, I guess there's maybe like a like a uh, misunderstanding there. She's like, oh, yeah, they can't. I, you were talking about the doctors that. They yeah, yeah. So, sorry. Yeah. So like, well, the doctor like, can only sign the paperwork saying yeah, it's OK correct. for the per, for the patient yep. to have it. Yep. So basically the doctor writes the prescription. Patient takes that to a pharmacy, gets the prescription filled, and then they just have the prescription like on hand. You've said that you've given this. Pres yeah. Filled this prescription before. Yeah. What was that like? Honestly, it was just like any other, any other medication. It was like crazy as that sounds. Like, was it the the person who was going to do it, or did they send somebody to to I think take they, it to them? They sent someone to bring it to them, and I don't remember if they actually ended up taking it or not. I think they just it was that's what that's why I thought was interesting is like they just kind of were like, I just want to be in control of my, like I I want to have autonomy over my person is what they were kind of saying. Like I don't want I don't want a doctor playing games with me, but I also don't want this illness yeah. playing games with me. Either. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly and I thought that was really it was just it was just interesting. Yeah, that's uh, this is tough. Sorry, I picked a really dark article. No, it's there. not. I was, I was surprised. Oh, it's like good. I it's but good. I, I I just it's it's kinda sad to me that, that more states don't have laws like we have. Because I, 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 I personally, I personally 
I personally think that all of this inconvenience could have been and and like just the trajectory of everything could have been avoided, you know. Get the guy to his house, get him to a place, you know, that's special to him. I mean, but but then again, I don't know. I can't I can't that, that's the other flip side though. It's like I don't know these people. Never heard of them. Never met them, never will. Who knows what they were going through? Yeah, like we don't we don't know if they're financially well off. This seems like like a really desperate cry for help in my opinion. And I think, you know, it's unfortunate that there's nothing like this like what we have like in most of the country. Like people travel to get this stuff done, but it's like they probably couldn't afford to do that. Who knows? I don't know. So or he may not have been able to travel, too. I mean, apparently he couldn't even bring himself to pull the trigger. Yeah. So, I mean, he was probably pretty close. Yeah. Whatever it was. Jeez. Well, I think I've squeezed enough out of that one. I want to hear what you have to talk about. Yeah, just the final thought for this is, if anyone's listening to this, I highly, highly, highly highly recommend you do talk to like close family members at some point or your spouse or your your significant other or whatever about like you should have an advanced directive made up because you just you just don't know and the worst the worst thing to be in is in a situation where it's like well this happened and we don't know what to do because we don't like we've never talked about this so you you gotta talk with your you gotta talk with your family man yeah yeah, and if you don't like everybody in your family, talk to the people in your family that 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 you do care about or that you yeah. do care for. You know, there's someone you can find to talk to. There's, and, and yeah, there's yeah. options out there. Yep. I mean, if if you can't get them where you are, you know, figure like there's there's things you can do. But you, you know, can talk to a lawyer. You can talk to a doctor. Like there's several people that you can go to to get an advanced directive made up and. And I think everyone should really have one. And it's a, it's not a like happy thing to talk about, but it's like, again, no one wants to talk about it, but it's like, it needs to be discussed and you need to, you need to have a plan because that, you avoid things like this from happening. And that, that's about most things. Like nothing yeah. good ever happened out of just people being happy and not really caring about. Absolutely. If, like, like I, I've always sat there saying, you know, Hey, like, don't worry about the future. It hasn't happened yet. Like you gotta, you gotta like worry about your immediate future, like get that taken care of, but you do have to have those, like nothing ever got done based off a simple conversation. No. And you, you gotta, you you can't say, Oh man, I, I, I'm, that's going to make me sad. Like, I don't want to talk about that. That makes me sad. I, I dealt a lot with that in in my previous relationships like don't talk about that that's sad i don't want to talk about that i'm like well i mean if you if if you really do want to have a long-term relationship with me like you you got to talk about those things i don't care if it makes you sad great it made you sad great sign the paper go to the bar eat a chicken nacho slam some beers and it'll all be better like Nothing good ever happened off of a simple conversation. You you gotta like you gotta have those conversations. So whoever's listening, talk to your family, talk to your friends, talk to talk to the people that take care of you. 
you could totally avoid something like this. Yeah, look it up. Advanced directive. Yep. Yep. Do that shit. Yeah. All right, Smitty. I saw something about bunnies, and I couldn't tell if this is like a like a Lamar Odom kind of deal or like a something with actual rabbits. But I I don't know. I don't want to give away too much. So so uh, if you don't have any like anything further to say to to kind of maybe transition from this one topic to the next one, I'm I haven't looked at anything about what you what you put in here. So sounds good, man. So you are you this. aware of what today is? Today is Sunday. It is the day before my mom's birthday. Oh, I sent birthday, her Mrs. Goose. I uh, I sent um, her Goose's mom. Yeah, Mrs. Goose is in the living room right now. I would hope my mom is not Mrs. Goose. Uh, but yeah, no, bought her bought her her birthday present. I I had to do it from Amazon, and my wife definitely had to help me pick something out because I I suck at buying gifts. Like, I'm good at I'm good at a lot of things, not good at buying gifts. Like I'm pretty sure for three years in a row, maybe two at least, I got my wife like some similar variant of birthday presents. Like one year I got her, I got her a tortilla blanket and some AirPods. The next year I got her because she was doing also like the the uh, the online teaching stuff and she needed a better set of headphones and a microphone so i got her some astros uh and i got her a weighted blanket too so i'm like dang i just buy my wife blankets and headphones so um yeah uh it's the night before my mom's birthday that's what today is so is also the chinese lunar new year uh yes and 2023 is the year of the rabbit. So that's how this article kind of ties in. I think I saw into... something about that. Yeah. So this article is talking about um, in Hong Kong, there is, so the title, sorry, the title of the article is Hong Kong Bunny Resort Fully Booked for Year of the Rabbit. And this was, uh, this was articles written by several people, but the one I picked was from the New York Post by Angela Barbuti. And Barbuti. Bar booty. And so I, I started doing some digging and sure enough, they have a website. It's called the uh, bunny style is the luxury bunny resort. You can click on their website oh, right I, there I'm and clicking on it and they sell all sorts Aww. of um, look at the little bunny wabbits, right? They, oh, they sell... look so happy. So they, it seems like they sell bunny, like food bunny, like, uh, so it's called uh, the thing you keep your bunny in is called a hutch. And they sell yes. uh, like hay that you can put in, like high quality hay that you can put in there. Um, Dude, this but... bunny's balancing a little ball on his head. Look, look at this, dude! Like they got some, they got some like carrot scratching posts. They got some. It's all in Chinese. I couldn't. I see two hours. If I if I didn't if they put the prices up top, and it said bunny style, I would think that this is like. <laughs> Something else is going on here. Like, yeah, absolutely. It says two hours, hundred ninety-eight dollars. I'm like, hmm, that's a good price. I think I think those are Hong <laughs> Kong. Let me see. Those are Hong Kong dollars. I think. Yeah, I don't know what the I don't know oh, what the uh, what so, the, uh, the specific breakdowns of this is. I, I don't know. So one hundred ninety-eight Hong, Hong Kong dollars is twenty-five U.S. dollars. Oh, dang, never mind. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, tell me, I, I just see, all I see is like a bunch of bunnies 
uh, actual yes. bunnies. Uh, they're very cute bunnies, but there's one who's splooting just like my dog does. He, I would take him. I would have him at home. I would, I would definitely get that little wabbit, take him home, make make my dog like him. He'd pro- my dog would probably shred one of these to pieces. <laughs> oh, oh we're, just we'll, we'll get there right now. We All right, tell there. tell me about bunny style. So bunny style offers rabbit owners a place where their furry friends can be pampered with spa treatments, exercise, and countless carrots. And I started looking at some of the foods they were making these. Like, it was it was some gourmet shit. Like, they, they had some, like, nice little cakes for the rabbits. And um, I was just, I was very impressed. The uh, feed so per night. So is this a place, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I'm no, terrible at this. I'm just super interested right now. Yeah. Is this a resort where people can stay too, or is it like a bunny daycare? It's like a bunny daycare. Okay. All right. That makes yeah. sense. So the boarding fee is $15 a night. And the other thing that's pretty cool is the owners get a live stream of the rabbits uh, while they are away too. So you can like go in on your phone and, and check it out. Is that included in the price? I, I believe so. Because if I want to do that shit with Ralph's doggy daycare, they charge you like $5 to like watch a two minute video of your dog. It's so weird. They're like, sorry, side story, but they're just like, they've got to be doing well because the place is packed. Like you have to make reservations to drop your dog off now. Like they started that about a year ago. And so it's like, it is, you have to get a reservation at least two weeks in advance. And then they like have like, my wife brought home like a little pamphlet of like all the extra things that you can buy. It's like, Five dollars for a picture of your dog, uh, like I totally couldn't do that for free uh, on my own time. Uh, if you want to watch a video of your dog, it's like six or seven dollars. Uh, if you want like an extra play session, it's like fifteen dollars. Like my dog doesn't need any of those things. Like whatever amount of time of play that you give him is probably enough. But anyway, bunnies. Yeah, so I don't know the specifics about the pricing, but basically $15 per night was like the base. That's like your base fee. Um, And then the bunny style owner, Donna Lee, uh, started, she just started it. It was like a place where bunnies could cool off because I know Hong Kong is kind of like the tropical temperatures. It gets kind of hot and humid there. Mm -hmm. Um, But gosh, if you look at the pictures, it looks pretty legit. They got like a like a, what do you call it place structures in there and like like tunnels and and carrots and it just it looks like like i'm no rabbit but if i was like i'd, I'd want to be there dude this guy's just munching on a big ass piece of lettuce right there like if i could be a rabbit for a day i, I mean i hope it's a, a very humane place you know picture says a thousand words but you don't see everything else that's going on dude i want to i want to hang out oh they got like cute little cages too like look at that Wow, that's like a little flowery cake. Yeah, th- that's what I was talking about the gourmet, the yeah, the gourmet stuff. Dude, that's legit. There's got. I'd love to know like the the business behind this because like th- there must be a lot of bunny owners in Hong Kong. I think there's a lot more bunny owners than I think we. I know at least two people own bunnies. I don't currently know anyone who has a bunny. I, I remember like growing up, there is like one family and they had like three floppy bunnies 
Yeah. And they just like stayed in a cage in the garage all the time. They got to go, they got to go uh, into the backyard every now and then, but they got something going on here. Like, I'm surprised I haven't seen something like this started up around here. Like, this seems like something people would totally do around here. Oh, it'd be the most Portland thing ever, right? Like a bunny day. Like, what do you do? Oh, I run a bunny daycare. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty legit. Yeah. And they're fully booked just because it's the year of the rabbit. I think they've just been full. I think there's, I, I think you honestly nailed it. I think there's, it's like one of these weird things where there's like more people who own rabbits than we are aware of. And then this lady just happens to, I mean, Hong Kong's a pretty densely populated place. Kind of makes sense. Like rabbits are, you know, they don't need a giant yard or anything like that. They're cute. Um, so I kind of did some more research on owning a rabbit too. And uh, I came across an article advantages and disadvantages of having a rabbit by uh, Joseph F. Turner. And uh, some of the advantages might, might surprise you here. Uh, she said rabbits are docile and easy to live with. I was like, okay, that, that makes sense. Um, there's multiple different breeds and personalities. Like you said, there's the, you know, got your floppy ear bunnies and you got your, you know, more, perkier bunnies and you've got the like really fluffy ones and the not so fluffy ones and then apparently rabbits can be trained i mean it makes sense if you could train my dumb dog to sit on a bed after he comes that's what he does best like the thing that he does best is he when you bring him in from hanging out outside he without even having to tell him unless maybe like 90 percent of the time he goes and sits on his bed so, I mean, it makes sense. I bet you, you could totally train a rabbit. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I just, I, she said they're not as, like, trainable as do like dogs and cats. The dogs are, but she said that they are very, like, there is a, you can train a rabbit, which I thought was, I don't know, I've just never heard anyone doing that. Um, they do constantly have to chew on things because their teeth are always growing, so they have to, like, gnaw down to make their teeth go down. Um, just like any other pet, there's money, space, and, and work required. And the biggest disadvantage is they are generally not friends with dogs and cats. So as that comment mm. you were saying about Ralph would chew one of them apart pretty quickly, I can imagine. So. I, I wouldn't say he would chew it. He would totally like just, wow, my headphones are going everywhere. <laughs> just, just, he'd probably fling that and throw it around. You know, like when dogs are like throwing their head back and yep. tossing. Oh yeah. Totally do yep. that. I'm, I'm just picturing a poor little bunny. What's funny he, has, is, he has seen bunnies before, and when we're walking, and he just he he was ready to take off. Like yeah. I had to like pull him real far back. Yeah, Maverick got one in the field one time. Did he eat it? Yeah, I think he he tried to. I don't I don't remember the exact like, but I just my sister was walking him, and I guess he he just he just took off, and he I think he got it, and. I don't know how much he ate of it, but he definitely, he took a chunk out of it for sure. So nice. Yeah. I almost ran a rabbit over on, on my drive home on, on Thursday night. It was either Wednesday or Thursday night last week. Like the dude was actually, he was pretty tactile. He was like, he crossed oh, the yeah. road and he, he was like sitting on the center line. Like he knew. Yeah. So maybe that goes off the training part. Like there were definitely cars coming towards me. He's just sitting in the middle of the road, and then he, I, I, he just he must have just barely made it away. I didn't hear any, any thumping under my wheels, so I think he just barely made it. But but he was a nice little, uh, 
little white white bunny with some Her brown ears. Got away. Yeah. Yep, he did. So, um, yeah, glad I didn't do that. I would have felt bad for about ten seconds, and I'd be like, "Well, sucks to suck." So uh, this, I, as I was like looking this up, I, I came up with some questions. So, what was the strangest pet you or a friend had growing up as a kid? Well, um, like a friend. Well, oh, it says you were a friend. Um, well, I definitely had some strange pets. I mean, you know that my parents have had fish, but those are pretty whatever. But yeah, when I was living in California, when I was up until I was five, we had ferrets. Wait, and what? Yeah. So in, in California, ferrets are illegal because they're, <laughs> they're, they're an invasive species. So we got to rewind back to like I want to say like the mid late 80s so like I want to imagine 1986 1987 maybe 1988 I don't know I would have to ask my mom but I can't remember if it was for Christmas or for her birthday you know my mom was previously married before before she and my dad met and my dad was as well but apparently my mom's ex-husband just thought for, you know, thought it would just be a great idea. And he's a shady, he was a shady lawyer down in the Sacramento area. So he kind of, he probably knew some people who knew some people. And he thought that my mom would enjoy a ferret for either Christmas or her birthday. As I said, ferrets are illegal in, in California, but apparently I knew this ferret. His name was Fur Guy. Um, and... I can't, I don't, I don't know about the other one, but we ended up getting a second ferret. And that, again, not by choice. I can't remember if it was when my parents were still living in the LA area or if it was when we moved up to uh, San Luis Obispo, which is like halfway between LA and, and San Francisco. Somebody left a basket on our front porch. And instead of a baby being in it, there was a ferret. That ferret, you know, that my parents were like, well, we can't just leave the ferret out. So they took him in and they named him Frank. So we had Fur Guy and Frank. And Fur Guy ended up dying because, you know, if ferrets are illegal, you know, then there's no ferret food in the, in the, uh, in the pet store. So the next closest thing they found out, and this is before Google, like, they somehow found out, well, the next closest thing you can feed them is dry cat food. But even that isn't very good for them. It I'm pretty like it just blows out their intestines and their buttholes and everything, and it's not not good for the ferret. But uh there was one time when my dad ferrets are sneaky fuckers, dude. Oh yeah, they, lo- yeah, they love they love they love sock and cl- like sock drawers. They love the best, but even even if there's no socks, just any clothing drawers, and they can somehow climb up the back and like weasel no pun intended weasel their way into <laughs> the back of the drawer. Yeah, and get in, and they just have a fucking blast in there, just burrowing and tunneling and whatever. It's like the closest thing to their habitat, and so. My dad had like 
he had left me in my high chair in my room or something like that. Something I don't know what happened. I I could barely remember it. I I don't remember it at all to be honest. But he like closed the door and was gonna come back. I don't know why he closed the door. Out came the ferret. And you know I was I was probably like one one and a half. You know yeah. babies babies are chewy apparently yep. according to animals. I would not know. I've never bitten a baby before. Um. <laughs> Ferret sees my feet dangling and just latches onto my foot. And my dad heard just this piercing cry coming from my room. And he comes in and he's like, holy shit, Frank's latched on. And in classic Tim fashion, he was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't think the ferret was in there. Well, the ferret was hanging out in the sock drawer. And once my dad left, he, he took his opportunity and I had probably until I was probably till like nine or 10, I actually had a scar on the top of my foot from where <laughs> Frank Barrett latched on to my, to the top of my foot. So I would say that that's definitely the weirdest pet. I've always thought I, 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 I kind of like ferrets. They're kind of cool, but I don't think I would ever get one like dogs stink, but that's like pretty normal stink. Like ferrets have a, they have a very specific musk to them. Yeah. Yep. Some people find it, you know, very disgusting. Others like couldn't really care. I'm used to it. Like if I go to a pet store, I always check out the ferrets and I don't mind the smell, but um yeah, I would say that's that's the the oddest pet that I've ever had. What about you? You um, you know some did you have one or did you know somebody yeah, had a weird yeah, pet? Yeah, so I I really like praying mantises as a kid. Okay. And I would, Dude, those like, guys, those guys are kind of ruthless. Yeah, they are. They're savages. Um, but I would basically like in the like late summer, early fall, I'd like, I would catch them. And then I would like, I literally would like, I would just like, you know, put them in a little cage and observe them. And I'd go to the, you know, pet store and get buy crickets for them. And, you know, watch them like eat the crickets in their, um, in their cage. And then, uh, I got to a point where I would like take them out of the cage and I would, uh, I'd put them in like my Tonka trucks and like drive them around the house. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was like cool. I mean, I like learned all about them. I like went to the library to get like books about them and, um, a couple of them laid eggs. And then I like, you know, kept the eggs really safe throughout the winter. And then, during the spring, I, you know, put the, try to put the egg sacks in a safe place outside so they could hatch. And no, they're, they're super cool, but that was probably the, the weirdest pet I had. And then the other, like, I actually had a, there was a bunny one time that we found, um, but it got like eaten by something. And then, uh, there's also a rooster that like ended up in our, my parents' yard, uh, for a week or two. And then one day there's like just a pile of feathers and I, we don't know what happened. <laughs> To it, but came out. yeah, coyote or I think a hawk or something, something got it. But yeah, so those were the kind of the weird, the weird pets that I I had. But uh, nothing that ferret story. That was hilarious, man. That was that was great. I'm trying to think of other like weird pets that people I know or have known had. I'm trying to. I I know some. I've got to know somebody who had just like an odd pet. I mean, birds are a classic one. I don't know how. Yeah. Like, odd that is but like the thing about birds they, they live forever 
They do. My aunt and I was going to say probably a bird. My aunt and uncle in Germany, they have a bird right now, but I've never met the bird because I haven't visited them since like 2014. Yeah. I want to say. But they had a bird that they got for my Oma when she was dying and they wanted to like, you know, give her like some cheer, you know, have a fun little animal. And it was this bird from Mexico. I don't know if he was actually oh, wow. from Mexico. Yeah. But like his his breed was from Mexico. They couldn't tell if it was a boy or a girl. The bird's name was Susie, but we always treated him as if he was a boy bird. Um and he hated women. If my mom and my aunt were in the kitchen, birds just shrieking uncontrollably. And he, this is an untrained bird. Like Usually when you have a bird like that, like a parrot, you throw a, you throw like a towel over their cage to make it dark so you can train them and say, hey, anytime you start shrieking, this towel's going to get thrown over so they stop shrieking. But then the second my uncle would walk in, quiet. And, and so they, like, this bird, I mean, he, he ended up living for... So I think he was he he got brought to my Oma in 1983 when she was she was she was almost gone, um, and he died in 2017 or 2018. So I mean he lived for that's what a good 35 years or so. Yeah, yeah. But I bet you he could have lived longer. But his diet was dog shit. I mean they <laughs> gave him they gave him regular parrot food, but he would get to come out of his cage and hang out when we'd all be sitting in the, in the living room, hanging out, he'd get to eat salami. He ate tomatoes, uh, literally anything. He, we even called him a cannibal because he loved chicken. He ate everything. And he had a, he had a gut like he was heavy and like he would crawl around. He'd like crawl up my shoulder and everything and start doing my hair and stuff like that. And cleaning me. That that was pretty odd. I mean, he even got a couple sips of wine in a couple times and took a dump on my shoulder. Like, uh, man, that's fun, dude. I you, I've never heard these pet stories from you. These are these are hilarious, dude. No one no one asks. I mean, it comes up sometimes in yeah casual conversation, but but it's not. It's definitely not on the top of my list of topics like i don't know it, it was normal for me to see a bird because i'd go see my aunt and uncle probably almost yeah. every summer so it's like oh get to see the bird yeah. like pretty normal but it was definitely weird i mean yeah that bird that bird was nuts i was kind of sad when he died and he was i i'd known that bird as long as i'd been alive so but it wasn't weird to me but my wife definitely thinks all those stories are kind of odd Oh, those are hilarious. Those are great. Well, anything else you want to wrap out with about rabbits or pets? I I, I see this question that you have on here. Yeah. I don't want to hog the, the spotlight here. But you asked, what was your favorite pet that was not oh, your own? Yeah, Why? I missed that one. Yeah. I don't know if I've told you this story. Oh boy! And God, I, I three don't. I don't. Is treat. I know th this is treat a great. This gentlemen. is a special. Um, maybe I have told you this story, but my freshman year of college, okay, 
um, I was out at a party somewhere with some folks and, and, uh, I ended up meeting up with, with a couple of my teammates. Um, one of them lived on my floor and the other one lived in another dorm, but they'd gone out and a stray cat had followed them all the way back to the dorms. Nice. And what is going on over there? Oh, there's, there's a dog in here. There, there's two dogs in here. Why do we have two dogs? I have no idea what's going on here, but... Uh, All right. There's two dogs in the house now. Speaking of pets that aren't my own. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, the stray cat ends up following them home, and they took him in. He was a black cat, and we named him Dick. <laughs> nice. And... Uh, all the sorority girls thought that Dick was was a girl cat. They wanted to call him Nala, like from the Lion King or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yep. This this cat was like not fixed, and so I remember we had this this roommate, not roommate, teammate of ours. He was my buddy's roommate, and he's just like reaches up and pulls the tail up, and he's like, "This is a boy cat." Like. And he just walked around being like, how are you going to call a pussy Dick? I'm like, whatever, dude. So Dick was, I mean, he, he was a homie. Like we'd get all the bros in there watching like a Monday night football game or something. He'd just squeeze in and hang, hang out. out. And nice. we went and got him a little litter box, but he didn't like it. Cause it was definitely kitten sized. Um, so we had to take him out like a dog. And he had this one spot underneath their window that he would go every time. He'd go pee and poop in there, and we'd bring him back in. And one morning, though, it, he'd made it like three days, and I was I was just waiting. I was like, God, this cat's going to, like, he's going to do something. I don't know what it is, but he's going to do something that's going to get us in trouble. Yeah. Wasn't in my room, so it wasn't my problem. We had 6 a.m. waits for football this is the off season it's like early off season like january i want to say but the cat let us know when he needed to go and he would always like he would go somehow stand on the top of one of the bed posts like all four on there and he'd arch his back and start meowing and he'd go stand by the door <laughs> yeah it's 5 45 i'm like guys dick's gotta go like he's gotta pee it's like yeah. well we're gonna be late for weights we're going to have to run more if we're late for weights. I'm like, dude, Dick's got to go, man. And they're like, dude, you'll be okay. We'll come back and we'll let him out. I'm like, okay. Go through the workout. Go go to the student union to have breakfast. And kind of had forgotten about it because it was a hard workout. And we get to the basement door of our dorms because there was like a basement. And then you could go up. I'm standing there and I'm looking at my buddy and I'm like, dude. That's cat piss. And my buddy looks over at me and he goes, it is. And, you know, there's cat piss, but then there's unfixed male cat piss. That's marking shit right there. That's, yep. That is marking piss. Yep. And I was like, fuck. Like, a cat didn't pee out here. He, we opened the door and he's just like... <clears throat> like, this is penetrating walls. Oh, no. Like, that's how bad it was. It is foul. We get into the room 
and I like gagged. I kept it in, but I gagged. And we're like looking everywhere. We're like, where would he have gone? Like, it's not in the litter box. It's not in the corners. Whatever. And my buddy, who was just, he's just so like clueless. He's like, well, we can't find it. So I guess we'll just have to wait for the stink to go away. I'm like, dude, no, you got to find that, man. The whole dorm stinks like cat piss. He's like, well, we're we're just going to have to find it later. He reaches under his blanket on his bed to pull out his laptop to watch some film or something. And he just goes, oh, 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 oh. Turns out the cat pissed in my buddy's bed because he loved my buddy. So he (laughs) slept in the bed. That was his territory. Pissed in the bed. He pulls up his blanket. There's just piss dripping out and I smelled it. I opened the window and projectile vomit my breakfast out the window onto the green. Oh, and I look at my buddy and I just go, dude, you got to get rid of Dick. (laughs) You got to get rid of him. And it was a sad day. He's like, come on, let's just keep him for a few more hours. And then I was like, whatever, dude, live your life. But finally we, when night came around, it was classic. It was like pouring rain. We take Aww. the cat, we put him in a in a duffel bag so nobody could see, and then we like open the door and just like let him go. And he starts walking, and we're like, "Get get out of here!" And the cat's like looking back at us, and we're walking away. He's still looking back at us, but that was the story of Dick. <laughs> Oh man, I, I don't know what he ended up doing the rest of his life, but but that was that was a pretty solid few days having. Oh, he's having, a cat. Having, probably, having probably a cat. returned home. It was probably one yep. on vacation, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I saw that question. I was like, man, I don't want to take over, but no, I no, kind of have. I kind of had. I wasn't. I wasn't. That. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I don't know. I I totally. I forgot that was even there. So I'm glad you glad you spotted that. Heck yeah, man. Well. uh Ending thoughts here. I, normally, we have a knack for like finding commonalities in our in our. Oh, I I, I got one. I don't I, I don't know. Here. I don't know if I have anything. So I'm. I'll let you so take I, over. I honestly think commonality here is uh is is love. As weird as that sounds, it's kind of cheesy as that sounds. Like I mm. think that, you know, it's weird that that lady that shot her husband, um, you know, that was a, that was done out of love. I mean, at the end of the day. You know, we can talk about how that was, you know, disruptive and she didn't go through the proper channels and all this other stuff, but they, they really loved each other. And that's why she did that because she saw him in pain and she wasn't going to get any better. And so she just wanted to make sure that that was, you know, it's hard watching your loved ones suffer. So, you know, and then at the same people love their pets. And I think the like the booming like industry of like babysitting your pets, like that's, that's done out of like a, a love too, in a sense. So I would hope so. Yeah. So you, know, you never know. Some of these pet daycare places can be kind of shady. So I, they can. I would only, they I can. Would only hope that that this place is doing a good job and doing its due diligence. And you know, the bunnies look happy. So keep the bunnies happy. Yeah. So I think uh, you know, uh, what's it? Uh, love conquers all. Maybe be the theme. I don't know. I, I would say it conquers most. Not all. Most. Love can turn people into fucking dumbasses, and I'm one of them. From not not anymore, but but yeah. I did. No, so, yeah, yeah. So I, I hear you. 
Yeah. All right. Well, uh, this has uh, been another installment of the Unskewed Weekly Review. I'd say that one definitely got pretty unskewed towards the end. Uh, Absolutely. Loved but, it. But uh, we'll see you guys next time with uh, with some more notes of newsy goodness. And uh, that was a good conversation. I appreciated it. Never thought that it was going to go that way. But, but that, yeah, was, that was too, pretty man. cool. That was like kind of an, I, it was out of pocket and I loved it. So. It was. Love it. All right. All right. See you. Good night, y'all.